Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. We're going to read some scriptures just to lay some foundation. 1 John 4, 7. Let's do TPT. Please allow, I won't explain too much. I want you to read from 7 to 20. 1 John 4, from verse 7. Now, he says that those who, those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another. Because God is love. Because? Because God is love. And the, and the love God has for us is not romantic love. So you must understand, if God is love, love emanates from God. So what is love? Can you see this? Yes, love is God. And somebody will ask, why do you say this is the nature of God in us? In Romans chapter 5, verse 5, don't go there. He says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart. So the love of God is in you. By the Holy Ghost. Maybe show us quickly. He said, and this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who loves, who lives in us. Can you see this? So I told you that the love of God, nobody can receive except the person has the Holy Spirit. If you understand this one, you will understand why a lot of marriages fail. Especially Christian marriages because they focus the love according to romantic and feelings. But that is not it. So the Christian already has the love of God cascading into his heart because you have the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit comes into you, he brings the nature of God into you, which is love. Are, are you getting it? Yes, Alright. So go back to First John 4. So he says that everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. Remember, we came from eternity into time. We came with some love. We came with some attributes, some nature of God to walk upon this earth. So God is saying that if everyone who loves, in other words, everyone who expresses his nature is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. Please don't forget the intimate knowledge of him because we will come there. Go on to it. The one who doesn't love has yet to know God. For God is love. The one who doesn't love God, who doesn't love, has yet to know God. For God 
is love. Go on. The light of God's love shined within us when he sent his matchless son into the world so that we might live through him. So the coming of Jesus was the revelation of God's love to the world. The coming of Jesus is God's revelation of his love into the earth, into time. Remember, Jesus was in eternity. But he was brought into eternity to come and show us the love of God. Because in those times, they never knew the love of God until Jesus came. They couldn't see Jesus. Huh. Touch a, a, you know, a hunchback would touch a, lep a leper and treat people like people that are of value. The Pharisees were not doing that. They began to see Jesus in a different way. The love of God was expressed through Jesus Christ when he came into the world. Uh -huh. Go on. This is love. He loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. Are you following? Yes, sir. It was his love, not ours. He proved it by sending his son, you see, to be the pleasing sacrifice, sacrificial offering to take away our sins. So the coming of Jesus Christ was the revelation of God's love. And you can see love has a sacrifice. The expression of love has sacrifice. And so if everybody understands that there won't be divorce. Don't worry, I will take you somewhere. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say what they say. No, I don't know how to say what they say, you know. When you go, you can Google. <laughs> Delightfully loved ones, if he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. Did he hear that? Yes, I want us to read that. Then what? Because you came from, that's why I started the story. You came from eternity. There is a fake love. Fake love is not God's nature. He never faked anything. He is real. So your love cannot be fake. Are you with me? If you fake love, you are not fathered by God. If you don't love, if love is not your way of life. Some people would like to walk in faith. Less than to walk in love. But faith is not the greatest. Love is the greatest. What is God's purpose on love? You should, love should be your way of life. Loving one another. Go on. No one has ever gauged upon the fullness of God's splendor. God's glory. Because I'm going to show you later on that God's glory is his love. And the first person that saw this glory of love was not born again. And he actually saw the dimensions of the fullness of God's love. Are you following me? Yes, because you're asking yourself, why is love, what does love got to do with glory? He says, no one has ever gauged upon the fullness, listen to the words, fullness of God's glory or his splendor. But if we love one another, what does he mean? Love is linked to God's fullness. Love is linked to God's what? Glory. Hmm. God makes his permanent home in us. 
and we make our permanent home in him and his love is brought to its full expression in us so there's something called the full expression of God's love and he has given us his spirit within us so that we can have the assurance that he lives in us and that we live in him let's go seven more moreover we have seen with our eyes with our own eyes and can testify the truth that the that father god has sent his son to be the savior of the world those who give thanks that jesus is the son of god live in god and god live in them go on we have come into an an intimate experience with god's love he says we have we trust in the love he has for us god is love how many times has he said god is love about three times God does not have love. He is love itself. That is why unbelievers or the world cannot tell you much about love. They can tell you more about romance. True love can only be taught like I'm teaching you. But unfortunately, the world is teaching us love. And that is sad, don't you see? Love is a very difficult topic to understand, I tell you. Hmm. Those who are living in love are living in God. And God lives through them. Go on. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus now is so are we in this world. Love never brings fear. For fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our heart. Whoever works constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Our love for others is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated to us. Go back. I want everybody to read. One go. Please note this one too. What the, so what is God's love? Yeah, that's the definition. What is God's love? Our love for others. When we love others, it means that we have responded to the love he loved us with. Remember the Bible says that God first loved us, not us. You did not love God first. He loved you first. And he says, respond to my love. How do you do that? By loving others. Not faking love. Because when you fake it, it doesn't reflect reality. But God is not fake. God is real. God is a reality. Can you see this? Otherwise, nobody, a man will not just put his mouth on a woman and say, I love you, I'm going to marry you, I'm going to do everything for you out of love. And at the end of the day, goes to do something else. Do you see what I'm trying to say here? The last one. Anyone can say, I love God, yet have hatred towards another believer. That makes him a phony. 
Because if you don't love a brother or a sister whom you can see, how can you truly love whom you can't see? So you see, love, everything God has said about love, there was nothing romantic in there. There was no strong feeling in there. Because the love he expressed towards us had no feeling. If he had to do with feeling, he would not have sent his son. It was a decision he made that these people are sinners, yet I love them and I want my son to go die for them. I can't say I love you today and tomorrow you do something against me and I ended there. And I want to express my love to somebody else. You never loved in the first place. Whatever you express is not the God love. It is something I don't know. But it is definitely not the love of God. Can we see this? If this is true, and we have defined love properly, and we have seen love in the eyes of God, can I take you a bit further? Now, when we read verse 19 or so, he said, God's fullness is love. And God's glory is love. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 16. King James. This is Paul's prayer. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven. Huh? Did you hear family in heaven? Yes, okay. Go and meditate on that one. <laughs> We know there is family in, in the earth. But is there family in heaven? There is? Which one? God's family. Do you remember I taught you about the Revelation 22? There's going to be the Adamic. Do you remember? Okay. Of whom the whole... That's not we are here. We are here by love. <laughs> of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now look at it. That he should grant you according to the riches of his glory. That he should what? Grant you according to the riches of his glory. That is one. He said, I'm praying that God will grant you. What is the volume? What is the size? According to his riches in glory. So remember, here too, he's talking about the fullness of God's glory. For what purpose? To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Maybe you might not understand. But Paul, this is the first time Paul knelt down on his knees. You read the whole epistles and you never see Paul going down on his knees. But for the first time, go back. He says, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you ask yourself, why is Paul kneeling down? For what purpose? He said, for this cause. What is the cause? 16. This is the cause. 
that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. Another amazing you know, statement. That whatever God is going to grant you should be in accordance with the riches of his glory. The fullness of his glory. The riches of God's glory. What is this? He said that so that you will be strengthened with might by what? The spirit in the inner man. Now I help you here a little bit. The word strengthened here is the word kratos. Which means to be empowered. The word might here is dunamis. And dunamis is in the Holy Ghost. It's the in inherent power. So he's saying that God will strengthen you, will empower you with the dunamis by the spirit in your inner man. Can you see this? That means your inner man is empowered. Your inner man is empowered with the inherent power of the Holy Ghost. For what purpose? Why do you need your empowerment in your, in your inner man by the power of the Holy Ghost to, to do this? He said that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. That ye being rooted and grounded in love. This is the whole thing. The whole thing is so that the believer, the born again, can be rooted. The world falls in love. We don't fall in love. We are rooted and grounded. That is the difference. And it is an empowerment that comes from the Holy Ghost in our inner man. Your inner man here is talking about your soul. Because Kratos is found in the soul. Remember, dunamis is found in the spirit. And it's your body. So he's saying that that's your soul. The reason why you choose to love somebody. Have you heard married couples say that, you know, we are married. And after some time, we don't feel like the things we feel when we're dating. There are times we never tell, I mean, easily say, oh, I love you, I love you, you know, like when you were stealing. But when I see her, she knows I love her. And I also do know what that feeling of love does is that it goes down to settle. So somebody will say, no, I don't feel loved anymore. No, you don't love me anymore. No. Because the kind of love you are looking for is the one you fell in. Because after marriage, feelings disappear. Reality sets in. And if we were never grounded and rooted, then there is a possibility to sway off. Can you see this? So the purpose of Paul's prayer, kneeling down on his knees and praying, look at who he was praying to, the father of Jesus Christ. That he may grant you in accordance with the father's riches of his glory. Because I'm about to explain what love is to you. And why Paul had to pray this prayer. Sometimes you think you love until you experience what is called the length of love. 
then you will know that you haven't come close to love. Are you with me? Oh, I love this. Okay, there's no full stop. So let's see. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Hmm. That ye, being rooted and grounded in love. The mind of God is that you are rooted and grounded in love. So stop saying, I have fallen in love. Please, don't be going around and be... You are, the ground, your rooting and grounding is not in romantic love. Listen, romantic love does not sustain relationship. No, otherwise, you, people will not have changed partners all through. Otherwise, husbands and wives will not be seeing other people. Romantic love does not sustain relationship. The love of God sustains relationship. Because it is only in the love of God you are rooted and grounded. We are about to get into the main picture. Listen, after you are rooted and grounded in love, look at the next one. Then you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth the and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with with all the fullness of God when we read 1 John chapter 4 verse 19 I told you hold on to the fullness of God and the glory of God yes. did I tell you that yes. now the Bible is telling you that it is in the, you know, the, the, the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth of the love of Christ is what we call the dimensions of love. And this is the dimension God wants you to go through. In fact, the church. Go back to 18 and show me TPT. And I'm going to show you something. I will touch only on the length. And then maybe tomorrow we'll get into some other areas. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy ex to, uh, what every holy experiences the greatest magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its so the love of Christ is in dimensions. Just saying, I do in church. <laughs> if you understand this one, you will understand why God hates divorce. You will understand. How deeply intimate and far-reaching his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Uh oh You didn't pay attention. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. Deeply intimate. Far-reaching. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. Our understanding. Our understanding. This extravagant love pours out, pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with. Can I tell you a truth? Can I tell you this truth? 
the church has not gotten to the fullness of God yet. Because the church has not, had not walked in the length, in the breadth, in the depth, and in the height of, of the love of Christ. Go back to King James. I want to show you something. He used some words there. Look at it. He says, you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. Now look, he uses know and to know. The love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Know and knowledge. What kind of knowing is he talking about here? The first know you see there is idol. The second knowledge you see there is gnosis. Knowledge, scientific knowledge. That is why you don't allow somebody who does not have the spirit of God to come and teach you and counsel you on love. Because the world has their own understanding of love. But God is telling you that and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge to know to become aware to become conscious of the love of Christ which passes the knowledge scientific knowledge gnosis, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Can you see this? Yes, the church has not gotten to the fullness yet. You might be sitting down here. There's somebody you don't talk to. Somebody has wronged you. You have not forgiven. You look at the person. There's a way you look at the person. Yet you look at somebody you know, in a different way. You are a joke when you say you love God. Maybe somebody wronged you last year. Maybe last two years. But you are in church and you are expressing, I, I express my love. I express my love for you. You see, if you understand the scripture, you will know that in the spirit, you are not making any mark. You are not expressing reality. And it takes pride. Pride is not from heaven. And ego. For people not to love people who are forgiving them. I'm going to show you what forgiveness is. Why when God saw us as sinners, he loved us. Let me take one. Write this one down. What is the height of God's love? The height of God's love is the, is the long suffering of God. <laughs> it's God's long suffering. The breath of God is God's truth. Hmm. The death of God is God's grace and mercy. And the height of God is God's goodness. It's length, breadth, depth, and height. I don't know why he didn't bring with. I will show you why. There is a scripture in Exodus that describes God in five ways. His attributes. So there are a lot of scholars who add the width of God. His love. But actually, they separate grace and mercy. But you cannot separate grace and mercy. Because grace and mercy is like a coin with both sides. What is grace? Receiving something good 
that you don't deserve. What is mercy? Not receiving the punishment or judgment that you deserve. So you cannot separate the two. So wherever you see grace, there is mercy. It's like a coin. This side is God's grace. This side is mercy. Come boldly to the throne of grace that ye might what? Obtain mercy. Because you cannot separate grace from mercy. Hmm? Okay. So grace and mercy is one. So actually God's dimension is four. The long suffering. That is the height. Uh, sorry, the, lo- uh, the length. The breadth is God's truth. The death is grace and mercy. And then the height is God's goodness. <laughs> okay. Can I touch on the height of God? Do you know what long suffering is? Now, long suffering is is what we call macrothumia in the Greek, which means long temper. Macrothumia. Yes, it's true. The word macrony was gotten from the Greek word macro. Macrothumia. That's where they got it from. So macrothumia. Long temper. So when you are quick-tempered, the fruit of the spirit is not actually growing in you. Which means, people will not taste of Christ in you yet. What do I mean? The fruit of the Spirit is born in you. Please note this. Listen, the fruit of the Spirit is not born by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost does not bear fruit. A lot of teachings have gone on like that. He helps you to bear. Jesus said, I am the vine and ye are the branches. Ladies and gentlemen, branches bear fruit. The Holy Spirit is not a branch. He is the vine. Do you see that? He is the one who helps you to grow the fruit. He does not bear fruit. And I'm saying this over and over because I want it to get into your head. Because when people read, now the fruit of the spirit is, then they think that the fruit is acquainted with the Holy Ghost. It is not him. Remember, your spirit and his spirit is now mingled. You bear the fruit. He helps you to grow the fruit. Now, what is the essence of a fruit? Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, Dabbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. 
and sit under the reign of heaven in Afronessa's service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting print and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International contact services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.